Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. What are you buying online today? Oh, that's a good question, Kat. I don't know, to be honest with you. I have a couple of ideas, but I really want to see what the deals are like. Apparently, for Cyber Monday this year, we should be looking at travel. Travel's where we're going to get the best bang for our internet buck. You can't travel right now. A lot of people aren't traveling, and the hospitality industry is really, really suffering. So they're going to put out their best deals today in hope that people can think past the border being closed now and envision a time when the border is open again. I can't. I, I understand if you if you do have that vision in your mind, if you know you're traveling. And I know people traveling, by the way, or hoping to travel this, like, in December. But, like, going to an all-inclusive, which I just, I can't even picture myself doing it because all the things I'd want to do, I wouldn't be able to do. But everyone's different, and everyone's view of it is different, and what you like to do when you're out on vacation is different. I can't. I, I feel I, I think I'd be a little more last minute next year. So I don't want to rush to confirm I will take a trip, which I know I probably will take a trip by summer, I'm thinking, but I can't I can't commit to it. I can't commit to purchasing that now. I just can't. I'm good with it. I would buy a travel voucher now because of what they're offering. If you can buy uh I don't know, uh one week all inclusive in Saint Martin. Highly recommend it, by the way. Go to the Sinesta Maho Beach Resort. That's the one where the planes come in over the beach. If I could buy that now, dirt cheap, and just have that voucher ready to cash in basically any time in 2021 or 2022, yeah, why not? I mean, if I'm going to spend the money anyway, I feel like now's the time to do it. Oh, but then there's the Christmas bills, too. Oh, yeah, shit. Those. Okay. I know. Those. That's exactly. Like, I don't want to rush to spend so much money because I don't know what next year is going to look like. But but that's the reason why the deals are so good because so many people have that thought in the back of their mind of like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. There's too much I don't know right now. There's too much uncertainty. I can't. I can't commit to it yet. Hotel and flight vouchers are good things to buy, too. So, for example, if I can get a... A $300 Air Canada gift card for $200, okay, that's a tangible savings. If I can book 10 room nights with, I don't know, Holiday Inn, but only pay for five of them, okay, that seems like a good deal. I just feel like inevitably I will use it. Um, We should point out, by the way, since we're talking travel, the government has now extended the border closure to January 21st. Some people think that's the day it is going to reopen, Jan 21st. That's the day after Donald Trump leaves office and Joe Biden's first day in office. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Can we stop fucking around with the border, by the way? Can we just stay it like it is? Like, we're, it's not a border closure. Anybody can come here anytime, basically no questions asked. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's a tax on poor people is the way that I had it explained to me one time. Because you can't just do your little day trip, cross the border, for whatever it is that you would be crossing the border for, but you can fly over it. And that certainly puts people who have got the money to fly at a disadvantage. And they can all they want hide behind the fact that, oh, it's for business, we've got to keep business going. Fuck you. Business has found a way to keep operating despite the border being closed. You don't have to actually travel anywhere. So open the goddamn border or keep it closed, but stop allowing this loophole where people can fly in. It's stupid. You know what it reminds me of? It's a hypocrisy. The fact that you can fly in, but you can't drive in. It reminds me very much of the big box stores versus the little stores. Did you see all the protests this weekend? There were thousands of people out marching. 
because of the lockdown in Toronto yeah. and Peel. Yeah, and I mean, that does make me nervous as we do take a look at at this gray zone, this lockdown zone expanding, basically, likely that kind of that part of it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Well, you know, it's uh, they have to change it. They have to have to have to change it. They've either got to close the big box stores except for curbside pickup like the small guys or they've got to let the small guys reopen again. Or they've got to order the big box stores to stop selling things that are not essential. Then they're going to create a whole other can of worms trying to define what is and isn't essential because everybody's got their own definition of what's essential. Some people might argue uh, books aren't essential. That's ridiculous that books would be available. Other people will say, how do you expect me to get by and and solve my time in lockdown? I need books. Mm. So it's going to be impossible to define that. I think the compromise here before everybody goes to full-blown lockdown, which I do see coming in the next week or two, Mm -hmm. uh, Waterloo Region, you're right on the brink. You're probably going to be in lockdown this time next week. Halton, very close. Not as bad as Waterloo, but close. Hamilton, you're creeping up there. You better watch your ass, too, because it looks like you're going to get shut down. And if that's the case, then they've got to figure out this small business thing because uh, there's today's the day I think that they're encouraging – Not they. I mean, the protest groups are encouraging all the small businesses in Toronto that are closed reopen for one day. They can't fine us all, they say. I think they can. I don't think they need to show up and hand you an actual ticket. I just think they need to do a quick little drive by, see that you're open and they can come back and ticket you anytime in the next 28 days. You know, and and, and personally speaking, okay. so business aside and on the personal note, I mean, I know people who over the weekend were issued warnings for the amount of people they had over. Really? How many people did they have? Yeah, there were nine people present inside the house. Uh Um, Only two of those nine lived in that house. Uh, It was a family get together. And, uh, I mean, just quite frankly, a neighbor ratted them out and bylaws certainly showed up and checked in on the situation. Do okay. they know which neighbor did it? No, no, they don't tell you. They don't tell you. Um, they, I'm sure you could have a guess, you know, and, and that's why everyone's a little, oh, God, should I have anyone over at all? Even if it is within the rules, I'd like if there's a car parked out front of my house. Which neighbor would tattle if, if someone if more than that amount of people that should be coming over come over? Who would mm-hmm. tell? And sometimes it is hard to tell. We have uh, quieter neighbors, maybe that we don't that we don't see as often. If I had more than the five allowed right now, would they be ratting me out basically to bylaw? And the answer apparently is maybe. It happens all over the place. I should mention too, they issued a warning. They did not. They did not ticket. They did not issue any any anything other than a warning. Well, I'm glad to see that some tickets are being handed out. I just wish we could be a little more consistent. You know, if if we're going to start ticketing people, stop fuck-assing around here and make it uniform across the board. And stop relying on bylaw to do it. Bylaws, don't even get me started on those people. Give it to the cops. Let the cops start doing what cops do so well. Enforce the fucking law. If it's law, make it the law. And if somebody breaks the law, they get punished. That's just the way it is. And you know what? I perfectly understand that I may be uh, affected by that because I'm going to have a gathering at Christmas. Not before then, but I will have people over at my place on Christmas. And if somebody rats me out and the cops show up, all right, I'll deal with the consequences of that. Now, I'm really hoping it's not a $10,000 fine, but it could be. But for people who break the law, why are some getting warnings and other getting tickets? In Peel this weekend, they went and broke up a party. Somebody organized a party through an Airbnb rental, mm-hmm. 
60 people were there. That's and of course, like a bunch of fucking cowards, they all scattered when the cops yes. showed up. You wanted to be all big and defiant and fuck this, we're having a COVID party. But as soon as you see flashing lights, you run like a dog. Yeah. That's bullshit. If you're going to do it, stand there and take the punishment. So these people scattered. Most of them did. Some of them stuck around or were too slow. 27 people given tickets for $880 and a summons issued to two of the organizers who are now facing a minimum $10,000 fine. But how come they got caught and other people just got a warning? I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Like either issue tickets or don't, but don't make it sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. That's bullshit. Isn't there something too, though? I mean, you're talking about a party with 60 people. The... If someone is infected with COVID at that party, that spreads to hunt. That could spread to hundreds of people. If yep. there's a gathering of, you know, seven people, uh, it's a little bit. It's a little bit less of a worry. So shouldn't that kind of have something to do with it? Or you think that fine is there and should be issued for everybody, no matter what, even if there's six or sixty people? Well, first off, I don't think we should be relying on bylaw officers to be making decisions. We shouldn't be. They're just. Little machines, they just write their tickets and move on. That's all they have to do. I think that cops should be in charge of enforcing the law. And, and you know, there's certain circumstances where a cop might feel bad for you and give you a break. You know, you feel like you won the lottery if you get pulled over for speeding and you knew you were speeding and the cop lets you go. That's great. Sometimes cops can use their discretion as trained professionals to let you go. But by and large, if you're breaking the rules, then you get a ticket and that's all there is to it. Or the, the reverse of that is let's nobody gets a ticket. How about that? Nobody gets a ticket. Everything's just a friendly reminder or a warning, and we just carry on. But stop making it illegal for some and not illegal for others because you're just confusing the shit out of people. You're giving them hope that they can get away with it. Like me, I haven't had bylaw or the cops show up at my place. So does that mean that I get a free one? That if they do show up on Christmas? Ah. First defense, I'll just get a warning. No, if I have a party, I should get a fucking ticket or scrap the law altogether. All I'm saying is either enforce the law or don't, but you can't kind of sort of sometimes maybe if we feel like doing paperwork, enforce it. You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah. I think there's just different tiers of it for for me in my mind. I I understand what you where you're coming from. But well, nobody that holds a party for sixty people should get off with a. Warrant. That's exactly it, and I totally agree with that. I do not disagree with that. There's no way you can't get away with claiming that you didn't know or like this was done on purpose. So sure it was. You're purposely being defiant. You're not out to visit grandma and had no idea grandma already had four people over at the time. And now, oh, you and your spouse are over with your kids and, oh, this is awkward. This is weird. What do we do? I'll hang around for a bit. It's not the same situation. So I think there should be, there should be different punishments, honestly, depending on the situation. Coming up, I'm going to play a little bit of Doug and, um, Rick Hillier. I always get Rick and Randy confused, and I shouldn't. (laughs) Randy and Rick are two very different people. Uh, Rick Hillier, the general, is taking over vaccine procurement. And I'll tell you, Kat, I was watching him speak at Queen's Park the other day. I can see why he was a general in the armed forces. I would run through a fucking wall if he told me to do it. He just gets you motivated and inspired. He's so good. So we're going to play that coming up. Plus, Doug Ford wants you to stop protesting outside his house. I don't think that's an unreasonable ask. We'll, we'll play you what he said, and we'll tell you what he called you if you are one of those people who did it. First off, British Airways is investigating claims that one of its flight attendants has got a side hustle 
working as a prostitute, offering adult experiences during flights. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we villainize this woman, can we stop and talk about the fact that she may actually deserve like a civilian award of some sort for trying to revolutionize and save the airline industry? Save the airline She may be industry. saving the airline industry. Well, you wonder if that's where it all started is uh, I'm assuming a good looking woman um, in this case doing flight attendant realizing, hey, my my flights because this has happened with with flight attendants all over the place. Right. They have less yeah. work. Their, their work's been sometimes cut in half or worse, or they were laid off. So oh. in this case, she's still working. She's got a thing on the side there. She's got OnlyFans. And then she thinks, hey, what if I put this together with my side hustle and try to make that work? The problem is people will always figure you out. Like, that's the dumb part of it. Like, she didn't think she'd get caught? I guess not. And, and I mean... If you think about the last time you flew, it was probably a quite full flight. And the flight attendant, I always feel bad for them when they got to push that fucking cart up and down the aisle. Coffee, tea, do you like some cookies, whatever. And and it's a shitty job. Now, when you only have like five or six people on each flight, they can get their actual work done fairly quickly and chill. Now, you don't actually see this woman's face in any of the pictures that I've got here. You can only see her legs and her cleavage and a little bit of her tummy. She had an OnlyFans, and while you could go on to the OnlyFans and and pay the money to see her do whatever it is she does, you could also find out about when she was going to be flying. She would, through the DMs, coordinate, hey, if you're going to be on my flight, here's the deal. For $33 on that flight, she would serve you like a flight attendant does, then she would go off to the lavatory slide off her panties and bring them to you 33 bucks for the panties now let's say for example you wanted to be a little more discreet rather than have the flight attendant hand you her panties right there in the fucking aisle for double the price 66 dollars she would show up at your hotel and hand you the panties there that's it like that's it so so it's her handing you the panties Well, I have a feeling that's like the introductory offer. That's just to get you interested, because if you were willing to pay more, then the evening could carry on a little further from there. That's the thing. I don't see a lot of people just purchasing the panties because the panties aren't going to jerk you off. No, 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 no. But there's some guys who just like panties. Okay, all right, that's fine. If you want to own a pair from that flight attendant who just gave you a a half a can of 7-Up, sure, go ahead. No problem. You can have the panties. But apparently... And this is the gray area here and part of the reason that British Airways is investigating. She offers unspecified X-rated treats to passengers if the money is right on the plane. Mm. Now, British Airways says this is a shocking dereliction of duty and not the image of British Airways that they want out there for its cabin crew. So they've launched an investigation, and since then, the OnlyFans account has been disabled. So she knows, shit, they're on to me. I gotta stop offering BJs on flights for cheap. But if you think about value... (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I can already see where this is going. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I have booked so much fucking travel in the last few weeks, uh, namely because I've got the kids coming home for the holidays Mm -hmm. and then they got to get back after the holidays. 
and there was some hotel shit and connection. It was a mess. And I'm tired of getting bent over. Uh-huh. 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 Bent over Are you, did you make an OnlyFans? On things like, <laughs> maybe I should. It seems like I'm the only one that doesn't have one. Yeah. But you get these airlines that'll charge you, I don't know, 40 bucks to bring a carry-on. Yeah, I'm looking at you, um, not flare. What's the one with the pink? What's that pink airline? That shitty one. Oh, Swoop. 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 Yes. I found a $79 fare from Toronto to Kelowna. And I thought, that's just great. I'm going to book it. But by the time I threw on a carry-on and a checked bag and selected a seat, it was going to be like 100 bucks more than the Air Canada flight that had all those things included. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. So anyway, all these little fees and things that they charge you for. Uh, oh, oh boy. Did you actually want a seat belt? Okay, that'll be an extra $20. Oh, want to pick your seat so you're not sitting in the fucking aisle? Oh, okay, great. You, yeah, that's $30. Check bag, 60 bucks. Yeah. I feel like a pair of worn panties from a hot girl isn't necessarily bad value. It's one of the cheaper things you can buy on a flight. It's comparable to that pizza that's piping hot on the top and frozen on the bottom. You ever ordered airline pizza? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. I know. No, no, for sure. I see her clear. The only thing I would get now usually is, is a wrap. That's usually like a safe, a pretty safe, mediocre along the lines kind of food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So anyway, British Airways is upset that this woman was providing the sexual services. I got to think, though, that she's going to get ratted out. Other members of the crew had to know what was going on when their their associate there just disappears for a few minutes into the lavatory with a passenger Or she pulls the curtain closed on the first class and does whatever it is she does. What what do you think she did do? It's not like the flight attendant can just hop on your lap and start bouncing off. Yeah. How did she do this? You'd have to be super discreet. And you wonder how many people on the flight knew about that. Was she really the only one that knew? Or did she have a couple of friends on the flight? And she's like, look, just trying to make some extra side cash. You know what I mean? Like, we all have our things, right? Maybe, Mm -hmm. hey, you you sell your your pampered chef and you do your Arbonne and you make uh, pillowcase covers on Etsy. I fuck people like that's just (laughs) that's just my side hustle. Okay, I blow people. I tickle their wiener, whatever they want. So let's just let that be that. Help me with my side hustle, and I'll promote yours too. Like, do you have that little combo? And then, you're right. I mean, there's not a lot of places to go in a plane. Although, Scott, I mean, it's 2020. The planes are not as full. She probably saw a lot of potential there to be able to play a little hide-and-seek away from the passengers on a red eye, for example. That's the perfect spot. Sneak into the bathroom if need be. I'm sure there's a little area for the for the flight attendants. And if you think about the smaller flights, they have that little area. If it's only her on the flight, which sometimes that's the case. If it's a small flight, there's only one person. Maybe she's the only one. And then the person who decides to, you know, enjoy himself while she's on the flight. The panties thing is just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I know people like to do things with panties just by themselves, but... Uh, $33, I guess, I don't know, if you really are into panties, I guess that's an okay deal. She should do. She should get into the socks. She should get into the sock market. I don't know why she's not in that. She could very well be. I mean, the picture yeah. I'm looking at here, which is also the feature image of this podcast, is her pantyhose. That might be a big seller for some. There's a lot of guys who like socks, feet, yes. and pantyhose. They will pay the fucking full 
price for the flight, they don't even need to go anywhere. They just want the pantyhose. It's amazing. The, the length and the distance I find people with those fetishes will go. And they're not discreet about it either. They'll reach out to a perfect stranger and oh, say, yeah. hey, I'll give you 100 bucks for your pantyhose. Yeah. Because it's really weird. Because is that prostitution, by the way? No, no, I don't think so. No, no, you're sell- you're not selling sex. You're selling a product. It's just as much. It's just the same as if I'm selling my dining table on Kijiji. Isn't it the same shit? It just so happens that you whack off to a dining table and other people don't. <laughs> just to be clear, I've never whacked off on the dining room table. <laughs> just want to make that perfectly crystal clear. I've done I, a lot of other shit on a table, but never that. I mean, to each their own. There are people that do that. And uh, panty selling is probably a big one for her. And it's easy for her because she doesn't have to physically touch anybody. So I'm sure it's one of those. I don't know, like, if she advertises how long she wears the panties, if she has to go for a little jog before she takes them off. Like, I'm not sure how that really works. But th- there's a market for it. Do you find you put as much effort into your appearance these days? Oh, like 2020-wise? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I don't see as many people. So definitely um, I don't end up, like all my business kind of attire that I purchased more recently, I I, I, I don't wear a lot of blazers. I don't wear a lot of uh, my good boots. I'm putting them away. I'm not going to wreck them this winter. I'm not going to see anybody. So I'm wearing my shitty boots. That kind of stuff, hell yeah. 35% of people say they spend entire days wearing whatever they slept in yeah that means if you went to bed in sweats and a t-shirt when you wake up you just carry on with the day as if you didn't just sleep in those clothes yeah yeah i get ready later on the weekends i I think it was saturday i didn't even have a shower until like four in the afternoon so yeah i walked around in basically what i wore the day before Fucking gross. But we're talking about people in their day-to-day work day, right? Like, you're talking about people working from home, I assume, in their pajamas. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. 24% say they are far less likely to shower daily. I haven't given up on the showering thing. I uh-huh. still do it, but I certainly do put it off. Well, I'm not going to see anybody until, I don't know, Thursday. Maybe I'll just have a shower before bed. Maybe I'll take a shower middle of the afternoon. I'll do this first and then do that. Whereas when you're in a routine, that's very matter of fact. If you have to be out of the house by 8, you're probably in the shower shortly after 7 o'clock and so on and so forth. Some people are skipping that shower now. 14% say they've basically stopped wearing deodorant. Whoa. Stinking up your own place, are you? Whoa. Ah, I get it. 33% say they are less likely to spend any time on their hair. Guilty. Anytime. It's funny, I, we, we had to do that video last week, and I wasn't kidding. I didn't even know if I had any product for my hair that I usually put in to make it look shiny and less gray and stay in place. I didn't even know if I had any of it. That's how long it's been since I put any actual effort into wow. my hair. You, I guess, still have to, right? Like everybody would say, wow, look at you. You look like shit. Nobody's yeah. going to notice if I, I look like shit. I still see people. I mean, I go into the office every day, and yeah, there's less of us. I think... I don't, I'm trying to think at the max, I believe there's only about four of us in this entire, you know how big this place is, in the entire place at one time. And, and we're spread out throughout it. So sometimes they're in here and I'm in here and I don't even see them with that said. So yeah, I definitely don't put as much effort in. Uh, and early in the morning, that's pretty easy. You know, like, uh, uh, screw it. I'll just throw my hair up in a ponytail. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. See, and I don't even need to do that. If it looks a little out of place, eh, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't it's even only matter such to you. and such. Or, eh, it's only such and such. Yeah. You can't see Zoom yep. bad hair. You just see the person's face. Okay, great. It doesn't matter if I do my hair or not. 
yeah, I mean, if you're putting less time and effort into your physical appearance, I'm not surprised at all. A lot of people are. Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get a shit ton of snow today. I know, right? Just a ton. Maybe if you're listening to this in the late afternoon or evening, there's a good little rush there, I find, between about 4 and 8 o'clock, where we get a ton of downloads in a day. You should know that this is a two-day storm, and I've read a lot about what's going on. So you've got a Texas low that's coming our way, and it's just basically going to bounce along the Lake Erie shore. Then you've got a low-pressure system that's actually east of us right now, traveling west, but right around Georgian Bay, it's going to start to swirl, and that's going to dump snow up there. When these two things meet, it's a ton of moisture. So basically, all day Monday, southern Ontario is going to get rained on. In the afternoon, that's when it starts snowing hard. By tomorrow morning, there should be, I'll say on average, about 15 centimeters of snow on the ground. If you're closer to Blue Mountain, it's going to be like 40 centimeters, maybe 50 by the time this is all done. Then it's going to snow throughout the day tomorrow, so your Wednesday drive is going to get a little fucked up too. In total, on average, across southern Ontario, basically anywhere from... We'll say Dairy Road to the 401, moderate snowfall. South of Dairy Road, much less snowfall. North of the 401, it's just going to be a catastrophe. Uh, you might as well just get your affairs in yeah. order. You're going to be locked down for days. Locked down. You snowed in. It'll look like Newfoundland did last year. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be insane up there. That's the one thing that's good about working from home for those who are. They're probably like, yeah, I'm fine in the morning. Don't got to worry about it. But there's still going to be the people that got to rush and shovel. And then when they get home from work, that's got to suck. Then you got to do it all over again. Tis the season. Sure is. Uh, Did you... Oh, we were going to talk briefly about your Instagram video on Saturday night. Were you loaded? No. You know what? It's funny. I wasn't even loaded. No. I I seriously had like one glass of wine. But what happened was... So I... I, You mix it with a little cocaine or something? No. You're... (laughs) It's so funny. Someone else asked me if I did edibles. They're like, did you do edibles? Because this is the best. You guys got to do edibles again next week. And I'm like, I swear to God, I didn't touch any, anything. I had one glass of wine. It was the funniest thing, though. I don't, maybe, maybe we just thought it was funny. Our friends thought it was funny, too. But our fan inside the oven went off. And we didn't use the oven itself. We used the stovetop. And the fan doesn't go off for the stovetop. It only goes on when you use the oven. But my this kids- is your haunted oven? This is my haunted oven. But that said, I've got little kids, right? And they fuck around and they push the buttons and they think it's funny. Mostly my youngest because my oldest knows better. She doesn't touch it because she knows it's dangerous. But my youngest doesn't know. So she's just like, beep, boop, boop. She'll put like the drawer warmer on. So every now and again, I'm like, what is that clicking sound? And who, God knows how long the, the, the drawer has been on warm for. No idea. All the shit in there is hot because she was keeping nothing hot. She just liked pushing the button. But we keep it locked most of the time. So... Maybe something like that happened before I locked it, but the oven was locked. So why is the fan on? So that led us to, uh, we were talking to a, a friend of ours at the time and they were like, oh, you know what? That's ha- weird things have happened to me. Just unplug it and plug it back in. Well, here's the problem. The problem with that is we knew, we didn't know what to expect when we pulled the oven out. We moved in a year ago, actually like a year ago yesterday or something like that. We all fully admit I've cleaned that place up and down except for behind the oven and behind the fridge. Those are the two spots I haven't cleaned yet. So my husband and I knew, okay, first of all, we'll do this when the kids go to bed because it's too dangerous to try to do anything like that around the kids. They just get all curious and excited and they come close and you're like, fuck off. So 
We wait till they go to bed and we decide, okay, we're going to unplug this oven. So, yeah, I mean, I had a glass of wine before I did it because that's the best way to do any kind of chores is with a glass of wine, in my opinion. I totally agree with you. So my husband pulls the oven back and has to reach down and try to unplug it. And that was hilarious enough because he had to climb on top of the counter to do that. And I was laughing just watching him try to do this. But I knew some shit might be back there. And sure enough, he's like, what is that on the floor? It looks like a meatball. And I'm like, what? That's fucking gross. Like, pull pull it out of there. Get it out of there. We got to get it out. We got to clean this spot up. So he pulls it out, and it was not a meatball. It was a fucking cat toy. We don't have the previous owners had a cat. We don't have a cat. So somehow a cat toy got lodged behind the oven at some point. It was dusty and gross. I, I didn't snap this part, but I cleaned all behind the oven before we put it back in. Put it back in. And as he's trying to push the oven back in, I thankfully I was still recording because one of the one of the stovetops went on high, and he almost burnt his fucking hand off trying to get this oven back in. And the whole time, obviously, I'm extremely useful just filming it. That was my favorite part of it. It's like I'm just sitting here filming you do it. This is hilarious. You're a wonderful assistant. And laughing and laughing. Ah, oh, man, it was good times. So I think I might do the fridge. Prepare yourself, Scott. I think I might do the fridge on Friday night. I say me, but I'm going to make him try to find- A sequel. Yes. Very part, nice. Part two. But it was, I think it wasn't long ago. We always do the national days. Wasn't it clean behind your oven? Or it, there's a day for that where you're supposed yep. to really clean. And I planned to do it then, and I didn't, and I procrastinated. So God knows what's back there if you guys haven't cleaned behind your appliances. And God help you, A, B, have a glass of wine, do what I did, or, or drink whatever your pleasure, have an edible, and then record it so that I can see it. That would be great because it's a good time. <laughs> Get as stoned as possible and Get start playing with your appliances. Yes. <laughs> Okay, before we get to the replay of Misconnections, two things quickly here. If you're one of those losers that went to Doug Ford's house last week, that's deplorable. That is awful. You don't go to the guy's house to do it. You certainly don't try and intimidate his neighbors. That is disgusting. Totally unacceptable behavior. Mm -hmm. If you want to protest, you have a right to protest. You don't have a right, though, to harass his neighbors and block off his street and act like an asshole to his family. Here's Doug Ford going off on Friday. Every single day, my friends, there's protesters outside my house. It, it It doesn't affect me. I'm not there. I have the best neighbors anyone could ever ask for. They didn't sign up for this. They aren't making decisions for the government. It is totally unfair it's unacceptable that they have to put up with this because they're living beside the premier this this and i wouldn't care if it was kathleen Wynne or mayor tory or any other politician this is totally unacceptable that my neighbors are being intimidated being threatened and these people they they, they need to stop you want to protest me come down to queen's park you can do cartwheels, you can jump up and down. But there, there's an unwritten rule here in, in Canada. Unwritten rule, you don't go after people's families and neighbors. Come after me. Don't come after my neighbors. And I want to sincerely apologize to my neighbors that you have to go through this every single day. I love my neighbors. I'm very grateful for their support, but please, leave them alone and if you think the protesters think that this is going to change my opinion on anything we have a decision to be made because you're protesting i can assure you 
That will never, ever happen. So please stop protesting because th these are small business owners on my street that are struggling and streets all around the neighborhood. That's who you're hurting. And I can assure you another thing. It's not small business owners that are protesting in front of my house. They're, they're special interest group, political groups. It's unacceptable. And stop acting like a bunch of buffoons out there and start respecting the people of Ontario. You want to come at me? Come at me. Leave my family and leave my neighbours alone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I wish everyone a good weekend. Thank you. Dougie's mad, and I don't blame him. Your house is off limits. You don't go to someone's house. I've been consistent on that. I said the same thing when people tried to go to Kathleen Wynne's house and protest her government's policies. It's shit. Stay away from their house. That's a fair reminder, right? I think most people can get behind that. Absolutely. Leave the personal shit out of it. Out well, of it. You're just happy because you know where to find him? Is that it? Like, oh, I know where he's at, so let's go. Just, it's never been a secret. On. He used to hold the fucking community barbecue yes, there. Yes, yes. Just don't, don't, yeah, keep the personal shit out. You know, he's got a family. Like, be, have some decency because you're, basically when you do stuff like that, you're just showing what a fucking idiot you are. Again, like Scott said, I totally agree with you. Protest. That is your right. You stand up for what you believe in. Absolutely, because it won't be ignored. It won't, especially at this point. You're not being ignored. But attacking someone personally, basically, on their property, come on, grow up a little. Well, one of the reporters posted a story about Doug Ford saying, stop protesting at my house. And one of the comments was, fuck you. You wanted to be premier. This is what you get. No, 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 no. That's not what you get. That's not what anybody signs up for to have their personal life invaded like that. So please, please stop protesting at any politician's house. Go to the appropriate place. Protest as much as you want. Family, neighbors, property, all off limits. It is an unspoken rule. He was right. And that whole news conference was started to talk about vaccine rollout. I'll be honest with you. I kind of forgot about General Rick Hillier. This guy, no wonder this guy was commanding the armed forces. When he talks, it's, it's inspirational. This is him at Queen's Park on Friday. You know, I had the chance to interact over this last days here with some of the most incredible, professional, intelligent, dedicated, committed Canadians that you could ever meet in the Ministry of Health and the Solicitor General, other parts of the government of Ontario, the police forces, City of Toronto, uh, and responders, and oh my goodness, those folks are incredible, and the people of Ontario don't get to see as much, don't get to hear as much of, of just how incredible they are, how hard they're working, how dedicated they are, how professional they are, and how they want to make this vaccination rollout, the war against COVID-19, how much they want to make that a victory, and also how tired they are. And we've got to re-energize them, we've got to resupply them, we've got to make sure that they're focused and they've got all the support that they need to finish the last part of the battle in, in, in this pandemic. Uh, obviously, that's what I'm committed to trying and do in my part of it. But again, I just want to say to those folks, thank you. I'm proud to be Canadian every time I I'm around you and every time I see what incredible commitment, professionalism, and dedication that you have. Thank you. I feel confident, Kat. I feel like uh, Rick is going to get the job done. Good. They say uh, when you are in the battlefield, logistics are just as important as strategy. If that's the case, it sounds like this guy has got it figured out. Let's go with the rollout. If we ever get one. I don't know if we will. It might be mid-2020. Mid-2021 before we actually get the vaccines to roll out. But either way, 
Mr. Hillier, General Hillier, is ready to go. Anything else we got to cover here before the replay? I think that's it. You know what? I'll do a teaser for tomorrow because I haven't had the chance to talk to you about this. But we were kind of touching a little bit on working from home. Did you know there is a system that you can put on your computer because a lot of uh, places, workplaces, will track your active use online mm-hmm. to make sure you're working? Did really? you Do you know about that? No. Oh, my God. I learned a whole new world this weekend talking to my brother-in-law because he's a manager at a big IT company here in the region. And people are now trying to use an app called Move My Mouse in order to get away with not working throughout the day. Really? So that it looks like they're active on their computer. This, the whole thing blew my mind. So anyway, we don't have time in this podcast, but I do want to talk about it tomorrow. So we'll do that along with whatever else comes up, along with the snow, along with possible more restrictions for more places. I don't know if we'll learn more today. The COVID numbers, maybe. Uh, we'll talk about all of that tomorrow. Oh, the Disney uh, sing-along special. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I am in my 40s and I live alone. I'm going to watch this fucking thing tonight. (laughs) Dude. Because I think it's fun. Look at this, though. This lineup's not bad at all. Katy Perry's involved with a lot of the Disney stuff, but she'll be back again. Michael Buble, because it's Christmas and you have to involve him. Uh, Andrea Bocelli? Yes, Uh, Nobody should be singing along with Andrea Bocelli. Uh, He's a legend. He doesn't need your karaoke assistance. Yeah, well said. When he's on, though. (laughs) You let him sing that one. Uh, Go ahead and sing along with Katy Perry. Absolutely. Sing along with Katy. That's right. Uh, But yeah, no, that that should be too. I'm with you. I'll be watching it, too. On that note, let's do it. It is Monday. Enjoy today's misconnections. Is this the first time our timing has ever worked out? This isn't. Yeah, I was just thinking, whoa, (laughs) this doesn't happen often. We bring you missed connections. This is where we let you immerse yourself in other people's drama. There's people who have had encounters with other people, and hey, that was cool. Let's do it again sometime. But they can't find the other person, so they told the story online. The first one is called Big Knife, Big Smile. This is a woman for a man. I saw you as I was walking quickly through the parking lot of Freshco. It was a very foggy day. And I was not eager to slow down and take a good look around me as I jolted from the store to my car. So I need to know, and I want to know, who are you and what did I see? I saw you walking along one row of cars down. You stopped to talk to someone, but you were brandishing a Bowie knife. You were calm and cool, and the other person you spoke with didn't seem threatened by you at all. In fact, it seemed like they were genuinely enjoying that moment with you. Are we doing this now? Was this a knife sale in a parking lot or what was going on here? (laughs) You dashed into the car and left, and the person that you were speaking with went into the store. It seemed like everything was fine, so I didn't think to call police, but I'm curious. Who are you? And what happened there? It's a new service the butchers are offering. They'll come right to your car and cut the slice of meat right there for you outside Freshco. (laughs) Any packaging you need opened? Uh, Please. Any donation will do. I will cut any package for you. You need a haircut? I'll do it. Whatever you need that needs to be cut, I'll do it. I'm pleasantly surprised to hear that they at least considered calling the police. Because that's that's not a normal thing. No, man. Now, they didn't, but they at least considered it and that's all we asked i'm just trying to think about what possibly that conversation would have been about is there any circumstance you can imagine where you bump into a friend or someone you know they're brandishing a knife in the parking lot of a fresh co and that's just like nah, that's fine 
let this be a lesson to anybody who hasn't had a lot of luck in the dating pool lately. At least now you know there are some people who are interested in somebody walking through a grocery store parking lot with a knife exposed. You're going to be okay. <laughs> You'll be just fine. I don't get it. Um, this next one, aw. This next one is called The Walmart Model Man for Woman. This is a long shot. I know people always say that, but I really do mean it. You are a model. Maybe. I guess I'm not really sure how it works. At my local Walmart, there are random photos all over the walls of people doing various things. Pictures of kids playing in the toy section, boots in the shoe section, and above the home style section is the most beautiful motherly goddess I've ever seen. I think about her often. She has bangs and is blonde. She smiles with wonder. She is happy installing a curtain rod above a small window in this particular portrait. <laughs> I guess I go there often enough that my thoughts about her have changed and grown. I went from thinking these things were lame to thinking, she's kind of cute. Mm -hmm. And now I cannot seem to get her out of my mind. I picture us in Napa together, relaxing, drinking wine, talking about our children, Charlie, Sammy, and Stevie. They're the silliest humans, but there are humans. And in the bedroom, she's exquisite. Please, lady with the bangs and the blue striped shirt in the Walmart stock photos, please tell me you're available. Oh, okay, so this person has planned a life with a model <laughs> from Walmart. Oh, all right. I, I, uh, Someone in a stock photo. Really? Okay. It's it, new? It's not that far-fetched, Cat. I fell in love with a photo of Halsey at one time. So I can see where this person is coming from. And then All you right. start planning out. Oh, here's what we'll name our kids. And yeah, yeah, I bet they're great in bed. Woo, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much being a the Walmart model pays. Yeah, you wonder, <laughs> right? And then you find it's probably one of those dealios where you do one photo shoot and you get paid like 100 bucks or something. And then you found out you're in every Walmart across the country. You deserve better, okay? It takes a lot to, to hold your arms up and try to pretend to install a curtain rod yeah, while you're doing on sure. a photo shoot, so props to you. To the man, though, I mean, oh, man. Dude, that's a picture. There were a whole bunch of real-life women at that Walmart, many of them probably single. You, Walmart stock photo lady. Me, Pornhub subscription canceled. No other option. <laughs> Yes! Well, cancel the subscription. I just saw that Walmart model. Guess we'll go to Walmart. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.